show. And welcome to podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. I think someone could spend half their life in a slam with a horse bit in their mouth and not believe. <laughs> I think he could start out in some liquor store liquor store trash bin with an umbilical cord wrapped around his neck and not believe you got it all wrong holy man i absolutely believe in god i absolutely hate the fucker wow yeah you don't believe what that's from i mean that's a deep quote but that's from pitch black oh really yeah did you watch it recently no, I was just looking for something, you know, odd to quote today. Yeah. I kind of like, it was like one of those movies I just kind of thought of. I saw it on IMDb. It was like on the front page for some reason. I was like, yeah, there's a, there's a classic. I bet there's a couple of good, good quotes there. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. No. It's like the only... Um. Uh, what you call it? Uh, oh, Vin Diesel role that like I really appreciate him in. Oh really? Yeah, like I mean, like I mean, it's Fast and Furious, or you know, it, it it's like the first movie was really good because it was nothing more than than a remake of Point Break, but with right. cars, you know, and. Like, I mean, I like him as Dom Toretto, but, like, like after a while, it's just become, like, corny, you know? Right. Like, I mean, you honestly, you're only watching those movies to see just how fucking cheesy they can become. And, and the same with, like, the Triple X franchise. Like, like that, that that's just off the rails ridiculous, you know? It's right. like, it, like, it takes everything that was wrong with the Bond franchise before Daniel Craig as they pumped it up to a thousand, you know. <laughs> but then you've got like you know the Riddick series, and I, I like him as like, like he works as Riddick, right? You know what I mean? Like I I can't explain. Like I mean, especially like one and two. Like Pitch Black is an amazing movie. It kind of like came out of nowhere, right? You know, like it's a brilliant science fiction movie. And Chronicles of Riddick, the second movie, it's not nearly as good. But it's like, it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, that whole you keep what you kill shit and everything. I mean, that, that's kind of badass, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's a good movie. And, like, it's like, but it's like, like, the only thing, like, Vin Diesel does that I, like, appreciate, like, well, you're a shitty actor, but you really make this work. Right, right. You know? So... It's a weird thing, I know. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Nothing, just working. Yeah, I. Your house is unlocked on. Yeah, we're probably gonna come off here in a short week. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We're, we're we're recording on a Friday night. After we went off the air, like you invited me over. Yeah. Like you know. And I was like, you know, there's excitement in the air. I was like, okay, we're back in the dining room, back in the 
with the the, the wallpaper, you know. Yeah. Back thanks, with Rogue, you know. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Uncle COVID came to visit. Well, I, I don't get this whole. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, if they get sick, you know, they, uh, anything, they're out until they get yeah. their COVID test. And But see, the problem with this COVID test is taking over a week to get back. Mm, Usually it takes wow. like three days. Yeah. So they miss school all week. Right. And now they're lifting the man, mask mandates. Yeah. So, okay, I mean, you have people celebrating lifting the mask mandates. But on the other hand, when you contact trace and kids have masks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now there's going to be more kids out than there were before. Do you understand what I mean? This whole COVID it, thing. Double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean, I've been fully immersed in it the past week and a half with the Aaron Rodgers saga. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> man, I mean, I just can't wait for this shit to just go away. Yeah. Like, it becomes, like, just this thing we just live with, you know? Yeah. But, like, it's just fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, the funny thing about it is it's, like, it's, it's so politicized. It's unbelievably like, politicized. It is. Like, it, it's this, this whole thing of, like, and I, 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 I mean, Aaron Rodgers did the whole thing on the Pat McAfee show, and I, I'm a fan of the Pat McAfee show, so I watched the interview. Mm-hmm. And it was like this thing of like, he was saying a lot of things I agreed with. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, that makes sense. And, you know, he talked about how like he, he was had he had an allergy to one of the ingredients in two of the, um, the vaccines and. You know, with the track record of the Johnson and Johnson one, he you know he wasn't comfortable using that. Uh-huh. And you know, he was taught like the things he was talking about, like as far as like strengthening his immune system and stuff. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. And you know, and then he invokes the name Joe Rogan. I'm like, fuck, you lost me. <laughs> you know, like I can't support you when you when you invoke the name Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, like there was so much stuff he said that made like absolute, complete, and total sense. And then he's like, "And I've been talking to my friend Joe Rogan." I'm like, "Oh my god, no." Yeah, but I know we don't get political and we don't right. discuss shit like that. But I will say this: <laughs> I think that we're so focused on vaccine and. We're not focused on treatment. Now yeah. I'm pro, I'm pro vaccine. Right. I am. This house is pro vaccine. Right. Um, but I'm also pro treatment. Right. And I do not think that we're looking into enough treatment mm-hmm. as much as we are looking into vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I and I find that that's an issue. We have to learn how to treat as well as protect. And I don't think we're doing the treating part good. 
because there are anti-therapies. Now, I know and I might be biting, you know, whatever the expression is, but Joe Rogan took um, um, an anti-parasitic yeah. um, drug. Right. So <clears throat> that drug is also comes in human form as well. Right. Like I'm everybody's bla- like everybody's blasting Joe Rogan. They're blasting Aaron Rodgers for invoking the name of this medication. Vectomycin or Iventa or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And like I'm thinking to myself, like something tells me that like that, that you know, because Terry Bradshaw like it's a horse to wormer. I'm like something tells me Aaron Rodgers isn't taking a horse to wormer. No. Nah. You know? And so this this is a this has been a, this drug has been approved by the FDA. Yeah. Um. The thing is, is I guess they were doing some studies, and I haven't really looked too hard. I haven't gone that down that rabbit hole too far. Right. Um, but they're showing studies that people that are taking this medication have a lower – there's lower instances of COVID. Right. And there are countries, believe it right. or not, that are on a regimen of this shit mm-hmm. because there are parasites. Right. And they have to take it, just like you would take a malaria pill. Right. Um, and so it's been somewhat, um, like I said, there's no studies for treatment. That's part of the problem. Um, right. But uh, that it's working for for some people. Right. And I don't know why, but like I said, no studies on it, but I don't know why it's working so well. Well, from my understanding, from what I've read, is Pfizer is coming up, coming out with a pill form of Pfizerectin. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Same drug makeup. Right. And so that pill, as you know, probably know, is going to cost probably $200, $300 or more a pill. Right. Right now, the generic form of that drug is $3 a pill. Right. Or under. Right. There's big form coming in. Right. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to file a patent on something sure. similar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's the, that's what I have. And that's my big issue is I think we're getting caught up in big farm political government bullshit. Right. And we're not treating, we're not experimenting and going down those rabbit holes with alternate therapies because people are getting the getting the virus through the vaccine right so no, i agree like i mean and again like i don't get it when I, when I listen to aaron Rodgers, especially the first interview like so much of what he said was making a ton of sense mm-hmm. like it really like he talked about like you know he's like i'm not just doing this he's like i'm not anti-vaccine if the vaccine's right for you, then by all means, please take, get the vaccine. Like so, he's 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 stressing that. Like he's not anti-vaccine. He's just for my body. This is what I felt was the right thing to do. Right. You know, and he's like, I'm exploring homeopathic, you know, ways of strengthening my immune system. And I have 500 pages of documentation that we presented to the NFL. To try to show that I'm not well, I haven't gotten the vaccine. I've been immunized. Right. 
and they wouldn't. And he's like, I knew we were going to lose the the appeal when a doctor, one of their doctors, said, "Well, if you've got the vaccine, you can't get COVID." Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, and this was like August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like one of these things where like, like he's being like, it's like funny because like the left is like just blasting him as like this selfish, you know. Right. You know, person who like you know, you know, football supposed to be a team sport, and why won't you take one for the team? And they, well, clearly, like you know, he has thoughts, you know, and their thought it's not just you know, it's not like you know, you're not gonna put something in my body. I don't know what it is. And he, he, you know, he's done the research. He's done a great deal of research, you know. Right, right. But the right is like championing him without again listening to anything he's fucking saying. Right. Because he's just anti, you know, they're like, oh, he's anti-vaccine. He's the boy. No, no, he's not. Listen, right. to, like everybody's taking these little sound bites that makes their 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 clickbait work. Right. And exactly. the reality is, if you listen to the full forty-minute interview, where he, you know, he says a lot, you know, and mm. if you listen to it, you you come out of it like thinking to yourself, okay, this makes a lot more sense. But people are like, oh, he's a madman. Well, no, he's not. Listen to the interview. Right. Don't just listen to the sound bites, because they're being yeah. manipulated to, to to say what you want them to say. You have to listen There's, to the whole thing. Right. And you're labeling it, and some people are labeling him as a hero, and other people are labeling him as Colin Ka- Kaepernick, or however you say his name. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, the, 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 the people. You, no, I yeah. know. Yeah. Some people champion it. Yeah. Other people are saying that's no good. Right, and it's like amazing because it's like it—it just—it should be something you're not forced to do. Like I was forced to do it. Yeah. In order to keep my job, I need the vaccine. Right. So I—I swallowed my thought process and got the vaccine because you know. I don't want to go looking for a job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, but that's what I did. But in, in my heart, like my problem has always been like all three companies got like immunity. Like it's still going through FDA testing right now that we don't know what the long-term effects of this are. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it, it, it always felt to me like that, that, like a scene from Star Trek where they're like, well, okay, we completed that, that, uh, that overhaul, what well, do you think it'll work? Uh, it should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, well, well, we're out of time, so we got to do it anyway. You know, so it, that's how it's always felt to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, and especially with it, like, you know, knowing enough that, like, it's still undergoing FDA testing and the long-term effects aren't known. Like, you know, I, I was hesitant. I was hesitant right. right up until the time I had to, like, it was like, well, if you want to keep your job. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm. Let me roll up my sleeve. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Um. So I I I, just, I don't understand how like. It's I just don't understand how it's so politicized is the funny and it's like it's like left and right. Well, this whole disease has been politicized. Yeah. From the beginning. Right. The scary thing about the disease, for me, 
um, not the disease itself, but how we handled everything with the disease. Yeah. And how we didn't know shit on our protocols on how, how to deal with this. Right. And the mixed bag of opinions on it from right and left were and were and still are ridiculous to a point where it's like I just you know what if this was Ebola? This country would be yeah, wiped yeah. out right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or I something crazier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just I mean you make it political and it's gonna kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not a political thing, it's a human thing. Right. That makes sense. Right. And so But there know. are those on the left who are basically saying that you need to get the vaccine because it's a human thing to do. Right. You know, and I get that. You know, I agree with that to a certain extent, but at the same time, you know, everybody's body's different. Yeah. You know. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, you know, I, they were the ones I was championing for a long time that, you know, these vaccines are killing people. And they did kill some people. I, they did. I, I'm, right. I will never say that it didn't. And people reacted to it and it killed them. Right. But that one number is way lower than 700,000 people dead. Right. I agree. I Do agree. you know what I mean? Right. I mean, we're talking about, we're not talking about 70 people. Yeah. We're talking almost a million people. Right. Under. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. It's just the problem is it's like. The and they're right. like, and well, and then you go, but then I'm going to say this too. And then you get, well, you know, most of those people are in nursing homes, nursing homes. That's exactly what's wrong with America and it's elderly. <laughs> yeah. Point blank. I mean, yeah. we've, we've always been, we've always been told that by other countries too, the way they see it, we just throw our people in homes and forget about them. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what we do. That's right. not what other countries do. Right. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we're known to treat our elderly bad, and that is just a great example of how bad we do treat them by the response of, yeah, hey, most of them are in nursing homes. Who cares? Yeah. Because that's the kind of attitude they got. Right. When you got any on any kind of forum or anything, Facebook, whatever, it was always said, <clears throat> it, was, it was always said, and if you, if you listen to the talk show hosts, uh, you know, even on the radio, because I listen to a lot of talk radio. You're like, yeah, there was, yeah, there was 150 deaths today, but 70 of them were in nursing homes. Yeah. So, it's it's still a life lost. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. who cares if they're 80? Do you think they needed to suffer like that to die? Yeah. Alone with nobody? Yeah. You know. So I mean, like, I that's the thing. It's just I don't. Um, and it just really kind of irks me now. So. Yeah. It does. I mean, life is a life. So. 
just a lot of people dead. Yeah. So, and I'm not talking conspiracy theory. Right. You know, no, I understand. Throwing numbers out there that are yeah real. <clears throat> so, but like I said, to to sum up my point, basically, is I think that we're not we're so focused on vaccine. And I think some people are fooled into believing that the vaccine is a cure and it is absolutely not a cure. Right. Um, it just lessens your symptoms to where what will put you in a hospital. There's no, right. It's not a cure like, you know, polio. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Right. And I think a lot of people are under that impression and it's not. Um. I don't know, man. I, I just, I just think we should be focusing on treatments as well as cures. Like, because I, I think honestly... the treatments need to help. I mean, the treatments. When we figure out a treatment for the goddamn thing, right. keep people off ventilators. Do you know what I mean? Right. We're not going to have this. But they won't focus on treatments. They just want to focus it on the vaccine. Yeah. So, well, I honestly believe, like, if, you know, I mean, and you can attest to this, like, I'm not blowing smoke or anything. I have an extraordinarily strong immune system. I know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You can attest to this. Like, I, I feel like if, if I could have been given a, a treatment option to strengthen that even further. Yeah. And instead of taking the vaccine, I would have been more comfortable with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like I've already, like, I, I already feel like I'm a step up because, like, my immune system is really fucking strong, you know? Right. So. But you haven't yeah. had this virus in you yet. Right. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I, I, but that's just my, my thinking. You know what I mean? But when you do get sick, you get sick. Yeah. Yeah. I like pass the, out the toilet sick. sick. Yeah. Right. I've seen you that sick. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. I mean. But like, and like you will, will have, you know, you'll admit to this. It, for something to put me down like that, it would probably like, you know, take out a horse. Right. You know, like it, it, it something really, really, really nasty got me for that to happen, yeah. and I don't get sick like that. Right. Ever if often. Right. Now you're saying that though, but is it really worth risking the Russian roulette you play? No, I, I understand your point, but but. But my, my, my point my point back to you though is if you had like based upon my my how my strong my immune system is to begin with, if you could offer me a treatment to strengthen that even further. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like you're, we're talking about the treatment option, you know, the something homeopathic outside of the vaccine, I would be willing to do that. Yeah. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, that option's not available to me. And I got the vaccine anyway. All right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you would present me with that option, I'd be more likely to take that than I would have the vaccine. Yeah. Be that my own hubris or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I, don't know. I don't know. On to uh, another black guy on on Generation X. Mm. I watched a documentary last night about 
Woodstock 99. Oh, God. It was tremendous. Yeah? It was a, It was on HBO. And it was a really fucking good documentary. Mm. Like, like, they talked to a lot of different people. And, uh, like, it was, it, was, it was a really, really good watch. I highly recommend this. It, it was, I think it's called, called Music Box. It's like a series that they're doing of, like, six different documentaries. Uh-huh. And the first one was on Woodstock 99. But, uh. I mean, I knew that was a clusterfuck. I didn't realize just how monstrous of a clusterfuck that really was. Oh, yeah. Like, like unbelievably awful. (laughs) You know? It was awful. I mean, like, like, I remembered... The thing I didn't realize, like, I thought, like, Saturday night, Limp Biscuit was the last band. Mm. Like, I thought they closed it out, and, like, that's when the place blew up. <laughs> they they were, it, the final three acts of Saturday night on that, on that stage were Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica. Mm-hmm. In that order. Like Metallica is hitting the stage like midnight or some shit. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the pent like the pent up anger by the time Metallica hits the stage? Oh, and drunk and high and 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 at, at that time too, don't forget, Metallica wasn't all that that popular because like that was the you know, the fall of Napster was around that time. People were kind of pissed at them. Yeah. You know, like I cannot even imagine. Like, I would have been 25 at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, 1999, I was 25 years old. Uh. And, like, I think back on like how I felt about things at that time. And I was not that angry. Like, I was angry. I was angry because I knew the, the the system didn't work. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't that angry. Like, these fucking, like, because I was still, like, the, I was still, like, you know, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to drink beer and have fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, these fucking people were, like, angry. Yeah. Like, and I, it's like... <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. it's like it's like this like it, it it tackles a lot of different subjects. And one of the things I found interesting they talked about was the dramatic shift of music in the nineties. Yeah, like if you look at music in the nineties, the shift from like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Is like that's a huge dramatic shift in rock and roll. Yeah, it is. You know, like it, it was, and like, and grunge was an angry music, but it was angry with kind of like a point. Yeah. New metal at that time 
was angry without a point for the most part. Right. Like Rage was probably the only band you could say, well, they they kind of had a point. You know, everybody else was just pissed off to be pissed off. Right. You know, and it's like amazing. Like think back at that that time period. Like, like how pissed off people were, and I'm like thinking to myself. I don't have ever been so pissed off in the world that I'm just gonna like, you know, stick my finger in a woman who's trying to crowd surf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's the shit that was happening. Yeah. Out uh, of those bands, I think to tell you the truth, I think Rage would have lit the place on fire. I mean, the shit that was coming out of their mouth. I mean, like, yeah. they were so political. And their right, music was, like, was so heavy. But like, that, when uh, Biscuit lit the match, like, it was like, that was like, at that point, when Limp Biscuit's like doing break shit, that's yeah. when they started pulling down like the plywood off of the, uh, the sound tower. <laughs> and people were surfing on it. Yeah. And then like, Fred Durst is out there like, yeah, bring one of those up here. And he's hacking out, out in the crowd on a piece of plywood, you know, singing a song. And like, you know, his handlers are like going fucking batshit crazy. The people in the back are going crazy. They keep telling Durst, like, you need to calm this fucking crowd down. And he's like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. You know, I'm fucking li- Fred Durst. I don't have to listen to your shit. Yeah. Crazy. It was like fucking nuts. <laughs> and then the Sunday Night Ride, they, they said, like, you know, the, the Chili Peppers closed out the show. And, you know, like the mayor of Rome, New York, like, he goes to Anthony Kiedis, like, between sets. He's like, I need you to calm the crowd down because they're burning shit out there. Yeah. So they go out there and they play uh, Light My Fire or you know Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. It's like you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. You know. It was a it's an amazing documentary that I highly recommend. Like if especially if you're like of our age, if you're if you're a Gen Xer out there, um I would encourage you to search this out because it was uh I don't want to say it was eye-opening because like I knew, I mean, you, you knew it was a fucking clusterfuck. But right. like, when you hear about like you know some of the like the protocols that they had and the shit that was going on, and it's even worse than I even thought. Like, I thought, oh my god, I can't imagine being there. I, I would have left <laughs> after the first day. I'd have been like, fuck this, I am leaving. Right, right. You know. I don't need this shit. Yeah, it was just a mess. Yeah. <clears throat> and what's funny is like they mentioned at the end of it, like three months three months later was the first Coachella. Yeah. And it's like completely different vibe altogether <laughs> for Coachella. Right, right. You know. And I can I mean, you know, I Problem number one is, you know, it wasn't on an Air Force base. You were just surrounded by fucking concrete. I'm sure that's uh, always helpful, you yeah. know. 
but I mean, it was amazing. Like, I mean, you know, like you think about it, like Coachella's 22 years old now. And it's like, you don't hear about shit at that. Mm. No. Everyone's chill. Yeah. Nothing crazy. No, not like Asteroid World. Yeah, I heard about that one too. Yeah. So, that, that was the big thing I watched last night. I watched, I watched that. I haven't watched anything. Yeah. Not Doom Patrol. That's it. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Next, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff coming up here though. Um, what next week is a uh, Discovery comes back. Yeah. Um. Then uh, what November November twenty fourth is uh. The first episode of Hawkeye. Yeah. And like a couple weeks after that, we finally get season three of uh, Lost in Space. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. We need something here. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming up here within like the next month and a half. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of shit that's dropping here. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, um, you know, I'm surfing and going through Netflix and shit and it, it's funny because it looks like it almost looks like Netflix is reverting what it used to be before yeah. we were getting good shit on there. Yeah. Like these terrible movies. Well, I, like, I think they, they, they hit this I think they hit this like wall where like everything they had was still in production. Like you know, I think COVID probably fucked a lot of things up with some of their their bigger shows. I mean, like, I can't wait. Like, I think The Witcher comes out sometime in December, too. End of December. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a bunch of stuff it's dropping here within the next, like, like, especially on Netflix, like, within the next month and a half. Yeah. That is, uh, I, I guess just, like, COVID fucked, like, so much shit up and put production back that they kind of, like, hit a wall with, like, their, their big shows. Yeah, you know? yeah. The stuff that you've been kind of waiting for. Yeah, there's just there ain't shit on there, and the one stuff that is on there is terrible. Yeah, there ain't terrible. There's some bad shit on there, especially in science fiction realm. Yeah, just a bunch of badness. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I mean, I haven't turned on like I, I flipped on Netflix. What did I end up watching? I ended up watching. They had a oh, as a cartoon. Like the whole concept is like you know the like the shadow government is real, uh-huh. and this this one company they're the they're the ones who like put out all like the conspiracy theory stuff. Okay. You know, and it was like this entertaining. It was a comedy. It was a little cartoon, but it had um. Christian Slater was a, was one of the voices. I can't believe. I, I, oh, I mean, I gotta look it up because. It was actually like I highly recommend it. Like it was yeah. really good. It's called Inside Job. That's okay. It. Like Christian Slater is like the voice of like uh the main characters. He, he he's like her father. Uh-huh. The main character main character is voiced by the uh 
the lovely Lizzie Lizzie Kaplan. Okay. And uh, like I said, it, it's like like they, they describe it on on there as a cross between Rick and Morty and the X Files. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like uh, <laughs> this is the description of IMDb. Uh, the shadow government and the dysfunctional team whose daily grind is committed is committing the world's conspiracies from convoluted cover-ups to secret societies to mass orgy, orgy etiquette. Navigating office culture at Cognito Inc. can be tricky, especially for the antisocial tech genius Reagan Riley. So... If you're looking for something on, I mean, it's like 10 episodes or a half hour each. I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, well, I, I like watched that in like a day. Like, you know, like did 10 you. episodes. Yeah. Giggling <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> well, what else you got, son? What else you got? Well... Get in the old uh, I thought th- I thought this was interesting because this is something that you and I can kind of reminisce about. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're gonna recognize the guy's name, but uh, Nicholas Hammond has been interviewed recently okay uh, nicholas hammond for those who who don't know was the very first live action spider-man okay okay in 1977 <laughs> and what was an absolutely horrible horrible spider-man tv show yeah it was bad like it was worse than the Captain America one. Like, it, <laughs> like the suit was so ill-fitting. Uh-huh. Like, the Spider-Man on the Electric Company looked better. He did. He did. Like that—that's not a joke. That's not a lie. That's not an exaggeration. The Spider-Man on the Electric Company looked better than the live-action. The Spider-Man in in Japan looked better than this. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. and Century Three Mall look better than this. Yeah, but Nicholas Hammond was he? You know, he he played Peter Parker back in the day. He was like, he looked like he was fucking thirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and uh, but they they you know he said he was disappointed that Marvel didn't ask him to be in No Way Home. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he thought maybe he'd get an invite to be amongst the the Spider-Man multiverse. What is he ninety? <laughs> He's got to be almost eighty. Let me look him up. Let me look him up. Uh... <laughs> you sound offended. Well, I mean. It just isn't. I mean, that's like the worst movie ever. Uh, 
All right, so. Uh, he was born in 1950. So he's 71 years old. 71 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did he do with his life? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he went on to do a lot of acting stuff. Like, it's funny. Like, you would think in his filmography, the well, thing he would, be, he would be most known for would, would be Spider-Man. Yeah. You would be wrong. He actually appeared in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. He was in Crocodile D in Los Angeles. Oh, God. Um, it, he was in The Sound of Music. He's done a whole lot of acting and a lot, of, whole lot of shitty movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, he, he stayed a working actor over all these years. So like, it's like funny. Like the thing you sh- you think you'd be most known for, he is not. Huh. That has not been his biggest work. All right. <clears throat> so it wasn't the movie. It was just him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Well, it wasn't a movie. It was a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the TV show. Yeah. I mean, he even said Stan Lee hated it. <laughs> yeah, Stan was very disappointed because we went with a lot with a real feel instead of like the villains, the Spider-Man villains. Which, like, I remember as a kid thinking to myself, why, why the fuck is he taking on drug dealers and street-level crime like this? He should be taking on like the Kingpin and the Green Goblin. Right now, yeah, where where are they at? Oh no, we can't afford that shit. We can barely <laughs> get them to crawl up a wall. <laughs> Yeah. You're expecting that? You want the vulture? No. No, son, we can't do that. It would have looked terrible anyway. Oh, I know, but it would have been that would have at least been at least cheesy enough that I could enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like like even as a kid, I thought that show was like just ass. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was horrible. It was. It's fucking awful. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean that. So he is upset. I, I would say he's upset. He was disappointed that he wasn't asked to be in the, the new Spider-Man movie. It's crazy, town. Could, could you imagine that? Could you imagine that suit showing up? <laughs> oh. No, awful. That would have been the worst. <laughs> The suit and some old man balls. <laughs> like he shows the fuck up and like Tom Hall is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Looks like onesie pajamas. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that would have been tremendous. <laughs> so in, in other news, I didn't see any of this. Really, but um, you know, today was Disney Plus Day. Yeah, the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus launching, and apparently, they made a bunch of announcements. Um, they released a, a twenty-minute documentary about Boba Fett. 
which I have not yet. I've yet to watch. Right. And they also, I guess, really released a a short featurette uh, um, showing some of like the uh, the concept art for uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I saw Did you watch? You watch? No, it? I didn't watch it. I just oh, it. saw okay. the article. And one, well, the one thing I see like everybody is making the rounds is apparently like it's a a Vader versus Kenobi lightsaber fight, and I'm kind of hoping that's not the case. <laughs> I am. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like I I hate to sound out that way, but like they should have only fought twice. You know. Once on Mustafar, once on the Death Star. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, there, there, there's no, there's no sh- fight in between. Right, right. You know, that's, at least that's my opinion. But right, right. There's concept artwork for it, and I know. I mean, they're talking about you know Hayden Christensen back, or you know, but I mean, if you're making the big deal of Hayden Christensen coming back, like I wouldn't put him in the armor. No, he's not. He's coming back for Ahsoka, right? No, he's coming back for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah, they'll put him in the armor. He has to be in the armor. But, like, I think it would be more interesting myself. He he has to be in the armor at this point. Right. No, you're right. As Darth Vader, he has to be in the armor. But but my thought was always going to be, well, if they're going to bring back Hayden Christensen, it's got to be because, like, Kenobi's a little insane. Like, just a little. Like, you're in the desert by yourself. You know, you're trying to keep an eye on this kid as he's growing up to make sure nothing happens to him. Because he's our only hope. Yeah. And you're alone in the desert, and you're thinking about your failure. Your failure with Anakin. Right. So, he starts talking to Anakin. Oh, I see. You see, like Anakin's like you know a manifestation, like you know, because he's just a little nuts, just yeah, nuts enough that like Anakin's like, yeah, you fucked that up pretty good, just like you did with me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I think that's what my thinking was. Like, it's like, like, I mean, why would you make like? I guess like the thing is like, why would you make a big deal out of having Hayden Christensen come back if you're just gonna wrap him in that armor and put him in that helmet? Right, right, right. Because then all he is is just David Prowse. Well, at that point, he's James Earl Jones, too. Yeah, I, I want you to know what yeah. you mean by David Prowse, but you're not even using him. Right. You understand what I mean? Like, you put right. him in that armor again with the helmet. Yep, that's, I might as well just have James Earl Jones come in and do the voice. Right. Which right. I'm sure they will. I'm sure, like, or somebody who sounds like James Earl Jones will do the voice. But, like, my, like my thing is, it's just, like, He's just a person in a suit, and I'm not. And I'm, and I'm not saying that's like you know, put down David Prowse because I think like what he did from an acting standpoint to to bring Vader to life was necessary. But like you know, at, at this point, like David Prowse's past, like anybody who's in that suit is just you know, who was the guy in the suit in uh, Rogue One? Yeah. I don't know. That yeah. could have been Hayden Christensen for all I care. You know, see what I'm saying? Right. You know, yeah. So yeah. It, it's like that thing of if you're put if you're just putting him in the Vader costume, what's the point? Right. right. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So there has to be something more to it than him just being in the Vader costume. There's got to be something where he's interacting, like, as a a manifestation of, you know, Kenobi's failure. Maybe. <laughs> that, would, that would certainly be interesting, an interesting take on the character. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to do on Tatooine, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what well, I mean, they're like, going to do. Right, and the whole thing is that this has to take him off of Tatooine. Yeah. Like, you can't like you can't have an adventure on Tatooine. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing fucking there, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, this has to be something that gets him off of Tatooine for some reason. Right. I don't know what that's <laughs> going to be, but, you know. I'm intrigued to find that out. Yeah, me too. Because I, I surely don't want to watch a show that's all on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't you know, want to see... see people, Jawas and Dubaks and yeah, Panthers. Like, I mean, oh, honestly, like, what am I going to... You know, I don't want to watch, like... Oh. Here you go, Anakin. Here's the whole I shit in. Even better. Here's a pod race. <laughs> you remember those? You were good at those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like, like, I mean, it's gonna be great having you know you and McGregor reprise the role, but like, I can't imagine this is just taking place on Tatooine. Right, right. right. You know. Um, there were also a number of, uh, featurettes, uh, apparently they, they released a little something for She-Hulk and Moon Knight Uh. and and Miss Marvel. Those three are like upcoming as far as like production. Uh. I think She-Hulk, and I think also the Secret Invasion, I think I heard somebody say that they at least released something for that as well. Okay. So those four, um, they they, rele- they released a, uh, you know, Ironheart was something that they'd already announced that they were going to be doing, so they just kind of released, like, you know, this is the the art for it. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, they announced they're doing a What If Season 2. Uh-huh. They're going to do a full-on Marvel Zombies uh, series. Okay. Animated. Um, a show called Echo. I'm not quite sure what that is. Apparently, it's a series. This will be a series focusing on a character who will be introduced in the upcoming Hawkeye show. And then... um. Then they announced some new stuff. They're going to be doing a new Spider-Man animated series called Spider-Man Freshman Year. Mm. They're going to be doing X-Men 97, <laughs> which is going to be a continuation of that comic co- uh, cartoon series. Right. I can only hope they've improved the animation and the voice cast. Let's. One can only pray. Yeah. Stork thought we were insane for putting that show down. What? 
Yeah, he 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 went to bat for that show hard. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure he's gonna take us to task next week at the uh, the nerd corner. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, just wasn't that great of a cartoon. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we're, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole again. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, they they also announced uh, a, a a a series that'll be like a, a bunch of shorts called I Am Groot. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the big one, the one that I saw, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty fucking cool." Uh-huh. Agatha. House of Harkness. Yeah. Might be good. Yeah. I think I, I, I have to say I, I think Catherine Hahn is the new Loki. Yeah? Yeah. I think people love that character. I, I think her as an actress, but I think people love the character of Agatha Harkness the way Catherine Hahn portrayed it. Uh-huh. That so much that I think she may be the new Loki. Like, okay. as far as, like, for the fans and what they appreciate. Yeah. You know. Maybe. I mean, let's face facts. Like, she steals the show in WandaVision, just like Loki did in Thor. Right. And in the Avengers. Yeah. And in Thor 2. <laughs> yeah. And in fourth, Thor 3. <laughs> you know, like, Loki steals the show. Like, Catherine Hahn is good enough of an actress. To steal the show, so I think they're just going to cut right to the chase and give her her own show, right? Which I, That'd be which cool. I like a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am behind this one hundred percent. So, um, I guess with everything that we're, we're kind of talking about here, what what is something that you are looking forward to from all of this outside of Kenobi? You and I, you and I have discussed, you know, how much we Man. want that. We've talked that to death, so. Outside of Kenobi, like, what are you hearing here that, like, kind of excites you? Um, I, I'm kind of looking. I'm interested in the um, the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Um, if they bring it up to date with, you know. Um, how it looks, you know. Yeah. I think they can do the story. And just see how it looks. You know what I mean? Right. I, I was our, our, our complaint was like the stories were phenomenal, but the animation was just awful, especially when you compare yeah. it to Batman the animated series. Well, we got a, we got some good animation in What If. Um, right. I don't expect it to be quite that level, <laughs> but I mean, because I mean that was like I mean that was like some hardcore like yeah you know, we need to make people look like you know a certain way and everything. Yeah. But like I I do expect like. I don't, like if if you ever watched uh, Young Justice on on HBO Max, like give me that mm. level, give give me a decent level of animation. Yeah, you know. So I, I am looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle another Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> but what if I just, it's yeah, like? I hope, I hope they don't go with like. I guess my thing is is i just don't want them to go with um that three-dimensional look yeah that shit looks terrible 
Remember how they did that with Transformers and they did it with oh. Spider-Man at one point? Yeah. What I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I know what you're that talking about. That It's just stupid. Yeah. It looks yeah. like Tekken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't do Tekken. It's so stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't like that look. I think it's, I think it's terrible. Things look slow when they're moving. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. So. Hopefully it's just a cartoon. So we'll see. Like I'm, I'm hoping with Spider-Man freshman year. Like I think it'll be awesome if it's like he's in the shitty homemade spider suit that he made, and it's like what he was doing before he met Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that would be kind of interesting to me. Um. Yeah, I think that I think it'll be good. Well, I have to wait and see, but right. I'm not looking forward to She-Hulk. I, I I always hated her, so I thought it was a stupid concept. I never liked it. This isn't anti, you know, this is not anti-feminine or anything like that. I just I just never read the comic. I never appreciated the character. I never got into the character. Just like I never really got into, I don't know. A lot of C and B and C level characters in Marvel books. Right. You know what I mean? I just never, I, I never went out and bought a She-Hulk comic. Right. Just never read, the, I never, never read the internal Eternals. You know? Huh? <clears throat> I never read the inter- Eternals. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, like, I'm somewhat intrigued by She-Hulk. Okay. Like I'm, I'm not like you know over the moon that they're doing this show or anything like that. Um, I I have read some Avengers comic books where she was you know with the Avengers and I thought the character was relatively interesting, but like never to the point where like I would go out and like you know buy She-Hulk solo stuff. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Um. <clears throat> But I like it. Ruffalo's involved with this. You know, he he. You know, I, I guess he. I guess he's. You know, I don't know if. I, I thought I saw a picture of him, from the 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 featurette, where he's still Professor Hulk. Okay. So, like, I'm intrigued to see like kind of how all that plays out. Yeah. Um, the thing I always thought was interesting was she had control of it. Yeah. You know, like before Bruce did, she did. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um I I I'm not a fan. Like I can't say I've ever read any Moon Knight stuff. But um you know, what little I know about Moon Knight, I'm very intrigued by because it, it, you know, Oscar Isaac is playing the main character. Mm. Um yeah, you know, like the Marvel stuff I read was like from the eighties and the early nineties. Yeah. I don't and I don't think Moon Knight was even around back then. And if right. he was, he was like a D level character. I know he's very popular now. Right. But um, you know, back when, when I was reading Marvel comic books, like he wasn't he was an afterthought if he was around right. at all. Right. Um but I think that, that, that show has me 
very intrigued as far as uh, I, just, I mean, we all know like Oscar Isaac is just a great actor, right? Yeah. So it's like kind of it'll be kind of interesting to see what he you know how he what he brings to the, to the table there. <clears throat> but I think the one I'm most interested in is, is Secret Invasion. I mean, that that's the one that like right really has my interest. I'm I'm very keen to see like how that plays out. Like I can't wait till like we're off the phone. I can actually like watch some of this. Like, you know, cause apparently it's all on Disney Plus only. Right, right. I was trying to find this shit on a uh... He came out in nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five, yeah. Well like Yeah. Like I said, when we were watching it, it was an afterthought. Yeah, Mark Spector. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah uh, some know. other some other stuff that they announced for uh, for uh, Disney Plus. They're doing a Baymax show from Big Hero Six. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the puffy Big Hero Six characters getting his own se- series from Walt Disney Animation. I love that movie. <laughs> that that is like that is one of those movies where like if you are not at the end of that movie like weeping <laughs> like a baby, you have no soul. <laughs> and and like I went into that, it was it was a it was better than I thought it was going to be for one. <laughs> like yeah. I honestly I thought like. Eh, whatever. You know, I'm watching it as an afterthought. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. oh like a, like a, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. It's a very, very un, like underrated and really fucking good movie. Mm, for sure. You know, un, like better than it should have been. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, they're doing an Ice Age show for those of you that are into the, into the Ice Age movies, all 50 of them. Yeah, I mean, between Ice Age and the land before time, I, you know, fucking dinosaurs will live forever, <laughs> right? Truth, um, yeah, they're, they're pushing uh, the Beatles documentary get back with uh by peter jackson that's he's been doing oh really yeah uh i i I saw i actually saw this uh they released a little feature at about the willow tv series yeah um it was amusing but I mean, you didn't see anything. Just like they were kind of introduce yourself, introduce the cast. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like like Warwick Davis. He was like, you know, and it's like a it's like a bunch of the kids. Like I, the oldest of them has got to be like twenty. And they're all like, yeah, this is ba- this is there's a movie. I didn't know there was a movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking with them. <laughs> um. That's about it. I mean, there's a bunch of other shit, like, you know, uh, 
Disenchanted, which I guess is a sequel to the Enchanted movie. Yeah. Uh, the Wick Chronicles, which is based off of a uh, young adult book series. Something I know that uh, Lisa, Anna, Bree, and Ellie will be have been anticipating Hocus Pocus two. Yeah. Uh, so. I think the girls read the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah. Mm. And un, under the 20th Century Studios banner, they finally admitted they're making uh, a movie called Prey, which is a Predator sequel set in like the Predators hunting down like the uh, the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Oh God! That could either be really fucking good, or, or really bad. Bad. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be one of the. And I'm hoping, I'm praying, it's really fucking good. <laughs> Adam Beach will die in the first five minutes. <laughs> will be the first death. Yeah. <laughs> will be the first one to die. One of the most underrated actors in 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 movie cinema is Adam Beach, and like they kill him off in the first five ten minutes of every movie he's ever in. Poor Adam. And he's one of, he's a great actor. Yeah. He is a phenomenal actor. But uh, hope not. He's probably not even in the goddamn thing. But you know what's his name's going to be in it from Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not that I mind. It's yeah. just there's a lot of Native American actors out there. Yeah. And they have like these token Native Native Americans that they always choose for these roles. Yeah. You know, and it, no, seriously. No, I get what you're saying. And there's some really good Native American actors out there. Um. Anyway, but you know. So here's a little bit of a of a um description. Huh. The movie is set in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago, and the story follows Nauru, the skilled warrior who fiercely protects her tribe against a highly evolved alien predator. So. Like you said, it's going to be really good or really bad. Yeah. Is it going to be in English? Or. I kind of hope not. Yeah. I I I kind of hope it goes. I can't remember the. uh, Windwalker. Yeah, Windwalker. No. I hope it kind of goes the, the direction of that uh, fucking um <laughs> the movie that Mel Gibson made about the Mayans. Apocalypto. Apocalypto, yeah. We're like, you know. It was all I actually subtitles. watched that movie. It's a really good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, endorsing Mel Gibson in any way, shape, or form, but that's a really good movie. I was fascinated with it. Yeah. It's like it's like addicting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but it's like <laughs> you just keep watching it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, you just keep on going, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. <clears throat> it's a fantastic movie, but it's like fuck, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? 
But, you know, if it is like that, I think it'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Because you don't have any idea what any of them are saying until there's, you know. Yeah, it could be good. I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It kind of plays into their fucking, not there. I I don't know. I I don't want to presume, but. Kind of like it seems like it would play into their you know spirit world and shit like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, you know what could, I mean? This, like I think about the concept. I think this could be really fucking good. Yeah. This could be Predators good. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or mm. you know it could be you know Predator too bad. <laughs> you know. Oh. That was so bad. Horrible. It's like Murtaugh just did Predators too. Yeah, exactly. That's all it was. It's all it was. It was like, you know, Riggs had the week off. And Murtaugh got stuck in this horse shit. <laughs> yeah, and he even acted like him. Yeah. I mean, like he like, was the same character. He was. It's so weird. It was. It's, it's, it's biz- so fucking bizarre. And I mean, it like, was like lethal weapon and like he just went and did something else. And this is what he did. And in all honesty, it would have been a better movie if it had been Riggs instead of Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that would have made more sense. <laughs> right. It was weird. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So. So that's the excitement of Disney Plus Day. Yeah, there you go. All sorts of fun and excitement for for the entire family. <laughs> um, let's see here. I do have last week's email from Thad. I, I do want to give him credit where credit is due. Okay. Uh, he did attend another haunted house before the uh, the end of the season. And this was at 100 Acres Manor in South Park. Okay. Uh, he, he does state this year they had you park at the pool area and they shuttled you to the haunt by wagon. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, actually. That's a nice, that would be a nice little wagon ride. Um, make sure you go around six. He says, as you think, get there early. We were there around that time, and by the time we left, the line for the shuttle could have been a couple of hours long. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, as far as the haunt goes, this is a top notch and always my favorite one of my favorites. They had two new areas this year one was shark jet slash jaws themed. Overturned boats and sharks jumping out at you. The other area is one I had never seen before. It was like an Arctic ex- expedition gone wrong. Frozen bodies in the snow, covered bushes. They even had the abominable, ab- abominable, the abominable <laughs> snowman jump out at you. It was very cool and very well done. It would have been cooler if they had done it like a f- thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I would have gone for myself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the haunt lasted 33 minutes and it was well worth it. 
Uh, this is it for the Haunted House review for 2021. Maybe I'll get to view some of the special events that may pop up around Christmas time or the other holidays. There you go. Yeah. I know there's a one out in Ohio he went to that one year, like for Christmas, and then again for like St. Patrick's Day. For ah, some, really? For some shit. Yeah. Like, I was, there was a. Yeah. Like one in, in Ohio, he went to a, like a couple of times where they like they changed it up based upon the holiday. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. All right, sir. All right. Well, first off, before we we go through everything, we do want to remind you. That next week we will be at the Nerd Corner in White Oak yeah. on Lincoln Highway. Uh, just give them a, a Google search; you'll find uh, find the address, and they're they're very very easy to find. Yeah. But we'll we'll be there recording. Uh, we hope you'll come out. We'd love to see you. I will tell you now it's my birthday weekend, so you know presents. <laughs> gonna show up if you're gonna show up buy something at the nerd corner and give it to me for my birthday there you go there we <laughs> there's a lot of things there there's a lot of shit there i'd love to have um no no uh but we'd love to have you come out love to see you it's always a good time i mean uh, you know last month we got to see thad i didn't stick around we got to see my, my cousin joe even though i didn't fucking recognize him like a dickhead <laughs> and the month before you know tim and Stork and their wives and Thad yeah. was there and Hummingbird. Like it was a it was a hadoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're hoping you come out. Come out, say hello. We'd love to see you. And again, that's uh that's next Saturday. I'll be there around four thirty. We'll be recording between four between five and five thirty. Whenever Ian decides to sashay on in. That's right. <laughs> um <laughs> you gonna make an entrance next week here music fireworks you're gonna be like fucking rick flair walking through the door cape yeah <laughs> smoking jacket <laughs> playboy bunny on my arm Woo! <laughs> yeah Speaking of, of which, I've been watching on the Peacock. They have World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, mm. from like oh, it was on TBS Saturdays at six oh five. They oh. have that on the Peacock now. Oh yeah, I've been watching old episodes, and it is tremendous. Yeah, you liking it? Oh, because like the wrestling is awful. Like because they're all. You know, it's all like, you know, and here's Billy Jack Haynes against some stiff, <laughs> you know, right. Billy Jack yeah. Haynes beats the shit out of him like five minutes and he's done. But like the thing I forgot, like I remember Tony Schiavone and, you know, like he's on NW on AEW now. So it's like, you know, and he was with the, you know, even like in the, uh, the WCW during like the NWO days and shit like that. Mm. But so he, but he was a part of this, and the co-host was a guy named David Crockett, who was the brother of Jim Crockett Jr., who owned the the promotion. 
And he is like the most fanboy announcer I have ever heard. Like Billy Jack Haynes comes out, and Billy Jack Haynes, for those who don't know, he was a, a he was from Oregon. He was like this big, muscular, like just built wrestler. Like, yeah, you, you think he would have been in, in the WWF because of the way he looked. And Billy Jack Haynes comes out, and David Crockett is like, "Look at this man! Look at those muscles! <laughs> That's a man!" I'm just thinking to myself, is David Crockett hitting on Billy Jack Haynes right now? <laughs> you know, and like and he'll come out like and he'll like badmouth like Ric Flair like they, they, they just come out like the one of the ones I was watching like Starcade was like their big like WrestleMania it was like Starcade '85 the Gathering yeah. the main event was Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes for the for the NWA World Title and at the end of it there was shenanigans and Flair ended up keeping the title and David Crockett is like telling Ric Flair he's like. You're, you got that belt on a technicality. Rick Flair is like, yeah, let me tell you something, David Crockett. You shut your mouth and you write the checks. <laughs> it's like, nice. It's like the best, the best <laughs> shit in the world. I'm like, no wonder I was addicted to this when I was a kid. This shit's like crack. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a couple of those like at night before I go to bed. I'm just like, you know, oh. The best in the world. <laughs> the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Woo! <laughs> and uh, you can send us an email like Thad does every week that we really don't read it. And an email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very, very easy to find. Uh, we are on a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Yeah. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener. For taking the time to check us out each and every week. I can't thank you enough for that. And we appreciate your your support. It means the world to us. Nice. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.